Well, good morning, uh, dear sisters. Here we are again for our, at least my second session with you. I heard from the brothers that you've been having quite a good time these uh, couple of days. Um, uh, May the Lord uh, continue to bless uh, this session as he did before. Um, Now, you have in your hand... Uh, a session five for this uh, time, uh, which really is the second session on the service of the sisters. Um, And these lessons, of course, are drawn from 48 lessons uh, for sisters. And yesterday we started out uh, to cover the um, position of the sisters and the uh, scope of the sister service in a general way. Uh, Today, uh, we come to a bit of a challenging topic. Um, I say challenging because uh, this kind of, if you you have looked at the outline, uh, you will soon find that uh, these are not things that we talk about a lot or speak publicly about. Um, And uh, in fact, uh, uh, for maybe for some, um, uh, they would um, uh, put a question mark on this kind of a fellowship. Um, Or they would be um, inspired by this kind of words in not exactly... Uh, the the most proper way. So, um, however, uh, these words are drawn from the ministry, um, uh, spoken uh, um, directly, uh, particularly um, to to um, the functioning the 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 uh, uh, service. Uh, the role of the sisters in the church life. So um, uh, I'm going to be here basically to help interpret this um, material uh, of the ministry uh, in the most balanced uh, and proper way possible, with the hope that um, you would receive these things um, um, and what to 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 have as a result uh, a proper concept proper concept um, related to the burden here um, I you see I use the word proper again yesterday I told you how I absolutely like this word. The word is very general in nature, you know, proper, you know, uh, what is, what is uh, proper, a very general kind of a um, uh, adjective, um, you know, um, something good, something uh, excellent, something correct, something uh, respectable, um, you know, that has all these good meaning. Uh, 
Um, and it is because, exactly because of this very inclusive uh, adjective that I like it, uh, because it covers all the bases. Um, and um, the burden, dear sisters, is that you would learn. You know, this is not by birth. This is by much learning and experience that you would become a proper, another word that is used uh, in the um, in the older English today uh, is the word virtuous uh, and applied especially to the female, the, the women. So um, you have... Um, in the uh, in some of the verses uh, that we read uh, from uh, particularly from uh, the book of Proverbs, right here, good verses here, chapter fourteen and thirty-one, uh, that use the term a worthy woman, a worthy woman. Well, what is a worthy woman? A worthy woman is uh, the word worthy means it's something. Uh, shall we say, valuable, right? Something that is worthy, that means something valuable, something of value, um, something that is, uh, uh, I wouldn't say the word priceless, but something that uh, that uh, is of great price, you know, something valuable again. Um and and uh, elsewhere, uh, some people translate this term, uh, worthy woman, to a virtuous woman. And that is not wrong either. A virtuous lady, a virtuous woman. Um, and by the way, I would really encourage you, you have time to study a little bit this matter. And with the help of some of these verses here, in Proverbs, uh, I actually gave a message or two on chapter 31 uh, in uh, the book of Proverbs, the last chapter, a very, very wonderful uh, chapter, uh, if I may even just uh, turn my Bible to that particular chapter. Uh, Brother Lee himself have actually not, so to speak, interpreted this uh, chapter 31, uh, that much. Um, it is the word of King Lemuel, uh, which some believe would be actually Solomon himself. And uh, then he spent a good part of this, uh, well, actually the entire chapter, uh, uh, talking about uh, woman, and specifically a worthy or virtuous woman. And I would use also the word proper, proper. Uh, proper, of course, means something more, even more general. Uh, the propriety uh, of this, uh, of this woman, uh, and the virtuousness of this woman makes this woman uh, valuable, uh, of great price. Um, 
And so uh, you even read the verse today, who can find a worthy woman? Verse 10, for her price, her price is far from corals. Of course, in the old days, corals is a, a very expensive commodity, uh, like for jewelry and for other purposes. Um, uh, so immediately they thought of the value, the price of such a lady, such a woman is mentioned. Then there's a whole uh, a good number of verses here that describe uh, this this woman, uh, what makes her so valuable. Uh, I uh, uh, now I think Brother Lee interpreted this uh, woman, uh, you know, uh, much like in the Song of Songs, you have Solomon and Shulamite. You know, Shulamite is just a, a feminine form of Solomon as Solomon's complement, right? Um, counterpart. So here would be the king's, you may say the king's wife here, uh, a, 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 a such a worthy woman. And uh, so this woman here, as you can see, uh, is a wife, has the role of a wife there. You will see that. And also she would have the role of a uh, mother, of a mother. And even more broadly, um, a, 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 um, the role of a patroness, much like uh, uh, what is ascribed uh, to um, Phoebe, uh, this deaconess from the church in Sancria, uh, in, the, uh, uh, in Romans chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. And... Um, and there, let me let me just let me just go there quickly. Uh, sorry, there's so many verses here, but let me just go there quickly uh, to Romans uh, 16. Um, you know, just the way that Paul uh, spoke about this uh, uh, Phoebe, and not to mention that that's the first person he mentioned and asked the believers in Rome to greet. Um, he said this, I commend to you Phoebe, our sister, who is a deaconess of the church, which is in Sancria, possibly that he, it, she's from Sancria. She's a deaconess there. The deaconess is the f- a female deacon. We don't have eld- female elders, but we do have um, the pattern of female Deaconesses, because uh, even in First uh, Timothy, where the apostle laid out the qualification of these serving ones, first the elders, and then number two, the deacons, and then he said the the sisters, the women, likewise, inferring that there are so-called deaconesses, sisters who are deacons. There are no uh, sisters who are elders. All right. There's no such thing in the Bible, in the New Testament. But sisters, deacons, yes, yes. And Phoebe is a case in point. And if you read um, uh, some of the uh, cases of the mentioning of women in the New Testament at the Lord's lifetime, and then in the church life later on, 
you will find that again and again and again, uh, the 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 uh, the sisters' uh, role and function is very very much in service, right? In service, in their service, and and um, you know there were a few. You know, I think it's in Luke. Uh, even the names were mentioned, and there were there were some even some high class ladies, all right, people of high society in those days, who form a small group of uh, women that uh, follow the Lord and His disciples everywhere they went, and their work was to what was to minister to them, you know. They need food, you know, the Lord and the disciples. They need uh, 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 a kind of a, a attendance or attending to. And, and this group of sisters just mention in passing, you know, usually you would think about the Lord and 12, 13 of men, right? But you forgot there's a group of sisters behind the scene, the group of sisters that is not in the frame, the picture frame that you see who are there serving the Lord and ministering to his physical necessities, as well as the apostles, who are the Lord's who were the Lord's disciples. So even there, there you see this uh, role, this hidden, oftentimes hidden, but crucial role of sisters, right, in their service to the Lord. And of course, we mentioned Martha, right? In that case, very, very clearly, uh, who took care of the lodging, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the food, and the, uh, um, the general, you know, um, uh, hospitality and care of, again, the Lord Jesus and his disciples. And so, it is very, actually very, very clear. And so later on in Paul's uh, uh, writing, in talking about uh, the church life, especially in First Timothy, that is mentioned. The women, likewise. There should be women deaconess. Now, de- women deacons, in other words, deaconesses. Now, now in the Lord's recovery, uh, uh, Nowadays in our practice, we we don't you know we don't appoint deacons. We do appoint elders, but we don't appoint deacons, and even less so appoint deaconess. Right? We 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 don't make that a kind of a practice. But fact of the matter is that there are deacons. There are deacons, and there are uh, deaconesses. There are these. You know, deacon simply means a serving one, one who serves. That's what it means. So there are male serving ones and there are female serving ones under the direction of the elders, the leaders in a local church. And and um, uh, here, um, the 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 uh, first greeting by Paul was to such a deaconess in another church. She must have traveled to Rome or, or moved, relocated to Rome. I do not know. But he, Paul made the point of commending this dear sister 
uh, to the church, to the saints in Rome. And then in verse 2, he says this. This is very, very touching. That you receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever matter she may have need of you. For she herself has also been the patroness of many and of myself, um, let me see here, uh, and of myself as well. So do you get the feeling when you read this that Paul is um, uh, here um, valuing and, and commending this sister um, uh, especially her worthiness, her worth, her value, her importance, even her status as a um, as a sister, and that being a uh, deaconess and a pat- patroness. That he he used that word. She is a patroness of so many, and of myself as well. The word patroness means a protectress, one who protects, one who, uh, and and it is important if you read the footnotes and the life studies and so on, the way, the way Paul presented, commended this uh, this sister in is very special, rare, I would even say. Um, uh there is a sense of nobility associated with this sister, something uncommon about this sister. Um, so you, uh, the believers, the saints in Rome, do make sure you receive uh, this Phoebe as a noble one, as a noble one, a high-class one, not, not in the sense of a social class, but because of what she has done because of the status that she has earned through her service in Sancria, taking care of so many saints, taking care of the church, taking care of uh, the apostle, uh, even uh, receive her in a manner, in a particular way, worthy of the noblest of saints. See, see, this is consistent, the thought of a worthy woman and a virtuous woman. Then the word uh, 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 about her being a, uh, a patroness uh, of, uh, of many and of myself as well. And, and in the footnote, it says, this is a word of dignity, something extremely dignified. This is not a, 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 a low person. This is not a cheap person. Uh, this person uh, is a very dignified person, and and he she is one who helps others, one who sustains others, one who supplies others, one who just care for the saints in an inclusive way, and so such a person deserves the saints' highest esteem esteem. And so Paul is just telling the, the, the believers there in Rome, regard this sister in, in this kind of a way because of her service in the church. 
Now, now I hope that uh, I, I'm belaboring here, but dear sisters, I hope you're inspired by this. Okay, you're inspired by this. The value, the price of a worthy woman or of a sister is in her, um, in her service, in her much and tireless service in the church, especially towards the saints. And all manners of saints, I mentioned yesterday, from the youngest to the oldest, from, 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 from the, uh, 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 the, the, the normal saints to the, to the dormant ones, um, uh, they, they just, they, their heart is entirely for the church entirely for the church and their heart is entirely on the saints and they spend their days spend their time just to take care of the saints my goodness and this earned them earned them this noble status sisters i i hope you 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 would be in, inspired by this to to be such a one to be such one in a hidden way, um, you know, not in an ambitious way, not that you would be, you know, um, a popular sister. You would, you know, not that you will be some, some, some special super sister. Forget about that. Forget about that. It's your service to the Lord and your service to the church and your service to the dear brothers and sisters that make you worthy, that makes you noble. I am very, very, uh, myself, inspired by that, even though I'm a brother, but I'm deeply inspired by this. And all these uh, 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 verses, and, and surely this is not a time to cover uh, Proverbs 31. But you read it. I know these are just a picture. These are just uh, uh, Old Testament kind of type uh, types. But 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 just to mention a few things. The heart of her husband trusts in her. I mean, this is talking about uh, this. This is a married woman with a husband, um, and the husband would trust in her, and he will. He the husband will have no lack in, of gain. As, uh, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. He seeks wool and flax and delights to work with her hands. This is absolutely not an idle lady, right? She is a um, she works, she labors, um, and she is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. My goodness, she she is, she brings in the goods. She brings in the. Um, the sustenance she brings in the stable to um, to feed her household. Um, she rises also while it is still night and, and 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 gives food to her household and the task to her serving girls. So so she 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 cooks she she, she feeds uh, she supplies she dispenses Christ. Am I right? And and even not just Christ, but Christ in so many ways, physically even even physical co-supply uh, to to uh, the king's household. 
Um, and she tasks her serving girls that, that gives the impression she trains other sisters. You know, this reminds me of the verse in Titus uh, that the, the Paul says to tell the older women to train up the younger women, the younger sisters, to know how to love their husbands and how to love their children. This is in the book of Titus. And she has a training function. She raised up young girls, young sisters, to do the same. Uh, she she buys a field and, and, and plants a vineyard. All this just shows in the way of life that she grows Christ. She labors on Christ uh, to feed the church. Um, uh, she produces fruit. She is not barren. She is a fruitful lady, a fruitful person. Um, she girds her loins with strength and makes strong her arms. She's not a weak person. You know, I remember in the a long time ago, one time Brother Lee says something that makes me crack up, but she, he made the point. He talks about the building of the church, right? That we are all living stones. We need to be transformed, the uh, stones to be built up into a, a spiritual house. You know, this is all in First Peter chapter 2. And then she said a word to the sisters. She said, so many sisters are so dear, so dear. Um, uh, but the second sentence, they will talk to you, they will start crying, you know. And she, uh, Brother Lee said that, uh, sisters, if you are just like a grape, you know, a grape, you know, uh, you are sweet, you are juicy, you are, but I cannot build a building with grapes. <laughs> said that uh, to the sisters. And of course, I was not a sister, but I took it just the same. You know, don't be a just a sweet, juicy grape. You'd be transformed to be a living stone for God's building. Well, the point is here is this, this uh, woman uh, is strong um, uh, with her arms. She she's capable. She has the capacity uh, to serve and to take care of others, to minister to others in this household. My my, when I'm reading this and talking this way, please think about uh, yourself. Think about the sisters, right? She samples her merchandise, makes sure it's good. Her lamp does not go out by night. She adds the oil. She trims the lamp. She, she, I mean, all the household domestic uh, responsibilities uh, she fulfilled um, and more than fulfilled. She lays her stand to the distaff and her hands hold onto the spindle. She makes clothes. This reminds me of uh, who is that uh, lady in. Uh, the seller of purple uh, in Philippi uh, that uh, met uh, the uh, the apostle uh, by the riverside. What's her name? Uh, yeah. huh? Lydia. Lydia? Yes. Uh, what is the name? Huh? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so she she's she's a, a spiritually inclined uh, person she was no one was listening to paul and she listened to paul and 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 she was given understanding and she even received um the apostle to her home do you know 
That is the first church in all of Europe. The church in Philippi started with a lady, with a woman, and a woman who is a businesswoman. <laughs> she she sold clothing and 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 cloth and and so forth. Um, and and so you you can tell she's not just some you know uh, some woman. She she is she it has the capacity. Uh, to do something, she is capable. She stretches out her hand to the afflicted, and she reaches out her hands to the needy. Now you're talking about she has a heart that is that is for people, for the afflicted, the suffering, the the heart for the the needy. I, I have certainly seen such sisters in the church life. Um, they they keep their eyes open on who is have need. Who is sick? Uh, who 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 got problems? They they just are always like this. Their heart is just always going out. They they are not uh, self absorbed uh, like so many women are, and and self centered and and and, and uh, selfish, but always looking for others how to help them and minister to them. This is just so. So, so touching. Uh, she doesn't uh, fear for the household when it snows, because she had made uh, clothes and, and 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 sweaters and whatever uh, was, was uh, uh, for the for his her household. Uh, she makes covering for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Uh, you see, she took care of from A to Z. Do you say Z in New Zealand? Uh, um, um, the 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 whole the whole spectrum of needs uh, uh, in the in, in her household uh, she took care of. My goodness, uh, this is a real. I wouldn't say not just a patroness. This is a stewardess, uh, like the like a steward. You know, uh, you know the air stewardess. You know, today you call them flight attendant. They're the ones who are supposed to be taking care of you, you know, your comfort, your food, your drink, your, you know, all of this. Um, a, a steward in the house, in the old days, you need a steward, you know, in a rich man's house to distribute the riches, to dispense uh, the wealth, to supply all the folks in that large household. And that's what she is, a lady steward. Okay, and her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land, and she makes linen garments and sells them and delivers girdles to the merchant. My goodness, strength and dignity, strength and dignity. I like that strength on the one hand and dignity on the other. You don't get the feeling she is a Busy body, just going around and and gossip and and criticize and talk and no, you don't get that. Rather, you get the feeling that she is silently, most likely, laboring, working, serving, uh, supplying uh, with strength and with dignity. And she happily looked forward to the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. My, she can even speak uh, to to minister wisdom. And the law of kindness is on her tongue. A kind person, 
surely. She watches closely over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Do you see this? There's no idleness with her. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done worthily, but you surpass them all. This is, well, if a husband says that, that this ought to be true, right? Um, um, Listen to this, uh, verse 30. Grace is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears Jehovah, she will be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. You see, this is like Phoebe. Her service, her work, her labor eventually earn her such a noble status among the saints. So here, she doesn't talk much. She doesn't claim much. She doesn't say this or that. The work, her work, her service praises her. Her, her, her service uh, vouches for her noble uh, 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 service and her 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 nobility in her service. She doesn't need to say anything. Just her work alone will uh, convince you how valuable she is, how priceless she is. So I say something to younger sisters: Grace is de- deceitful. Beauty is vain. Today you go on to what you call uh, Instagram. You go to uh, TikTok. Uh, oh my goodness! Everything is how pretty you are, how beautiful you are. You you want to be an influencer, right? Uh, uh, I would like to uh, put something on uh, this verse on my Instagram. I don't know Instagram. I'm never there. I don't know what that is. Okay, but if I'm there, I will put. Grace is deceitful, beauty is vain. (laughs) And then I will say, but a woman who fears Jehovah, she will be praised. This is is the word. This is the same in the Old Testament and in the the New. All right. So uh, I'm uh, uh, wandering off here, but I, I think, you know, uh, uh, the, there's a there's a burden here. Now, now, sister, uh, 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 um, be careful. Um, this is a bit of a warning because in time past we also have experienced something not so good with some sisters. This is back in the in the seventies, uh, especially in Anaheim, uh, and and it eventually it spread elsewhere, and that is some sisters who came together as a group. I don't call them a group. I call them a clique. By the way, sisters, please do not form cliques. Okay? The church does not need cliques. Okay? Some exclusive club of some sisters. Don't do that. Please don't do do that. All right. But at that time, that was what happened. And these ones all dress in a certain way, they walk in a certain way, they look at things in a certain way. They, in the meetings, they spoke with a certain kind of a um, uh, um, gesture or, or, you know, 
I wouldn't call it accent, but 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 they deport themselves in some way to appear spiritual, to appear dignified, and 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 sisters, I will tell you that became a huge problem in Anaheim and eventually in the churches, and in other places, uh, people sisters follow to have this kind of a thing, and if you are not with them. You're not in. You're out. You know this is a click. You 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 have to be in this exclusive club, or you're not. It's like that, and they cause great division in the church life. We have sisters who were felt so uh, excluded and ostracized by this kind of practice. It was terrible, terrible by sisters, and their claim to fame is not service; it's spirituality. They are spiritual. They they can speak. They they in the meetings. They 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 study the Bible together. They they meet, you know, and then do this kind of a thing. But do they take care of people? Were they like Proverbs thirty one? I tell you, a resounding no. It's sorry, I use this word. It's entirely an exercise in self beautification. This lady here is beautiful, but not in that kind of a way. This, 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 this uh, uh, Proverbs thirty-one is a is a beauty in service, a beauty in service. That's another kind of beauty. So, do not sisters form a club and get spiritual and and all of this. Never, never do that. Just be this simple sister. Just serve according to what the Lord has、um, measured to you, what the Lord has burdened you. Right?、Uh, don't uh, uh, put yourself、uh, as a special class. Definitely, don't form any kind of a clique or club. Don't do that. Just be common. But you serve. You serve because you love. The Lord, you love the church. You love the saints, just like that slave, right in Exodus, who is a picture of the Lord, a type of the Lord Jesus. I will not go out free, even after seven years. He he can go out free. He decided to stay forever. Why? Because I love my master. I love my wife. I love my children. And to the Lord, the Master is His Father, the wife is the Church, and the children are the saints. So today, we who follow the Lord, who serve the Lord, the Lord says, "Where I am, there you must be. If anyone who serve me, be where I am." So we need to be the same slave as the Lord Jesus, to love. The Lord to love,、uh, to love Christ, to love the Church, and to love all the dear saints. And we will not go out free. We will not go out free. All right. Now let's come to this. Uh, this. Uh, uh, okay.、Um, I still ask you to be very sober and not 
misread and not misunderstand some of the um, uh, uh, content here, the words even that Brother Lee used, all right? <clears throat> okay, uh, the learning needed for the sisters in their service. One, the sisters should not assume the headship, but leave all the decisions to the brothers. All right, this is a good starting point. I, yesterday, I make the point again and again, you know, today, you know, the big thing, you know, the big word is patriarchy, you know, terrible patriarchy. Um, what does that mean, patriarchy? You know, the the supremacy of the male, of the, of the, of the, the male, uh, the father, the, the, the male ancestry uh, in, you know, in a, in a family uh, and all the wives, all the children, everybody have to depend on, on him and, and all his inheritance would only go to the son and never the, the male line and not the female line. And, and basically, you know, this total control and, 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 uh, ownership of power uh, over 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 um, the female over the woman. See, I'm not going to get into some argument or debate, but please, sisters, do not open yourself to these things. These are philosophies of the world. Okay, I'm not saying all men are good. They're terrible men. The terrible males. This is a sinful world we're living in. A lot of abnormality, a lot of degradation and depravity, and a lot of wrong things perpetrated by males. Absolutely, yes. But we're not here to 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 fight. To you know. Uh, anyway, you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do you? Okay, I hope so. I hope so. You know, this, uh, this thing called male chauvinism, you know, this, the, the man, the, 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 the male superiority complex, you know, uh, uh, towards the opposite sex and, 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 and all, all of this. These are not in the Bible. And when 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 Paul talk about head covering, when Paul about talk about the man is the head of the woman and and so on, he is not talking about patriarchy. He's not talking about male chauvinism. He is not talking about any of those things. Dear sisters, read the Bible. Get into the Word. Okay, we need the Word of God to. To, to, to renew our mind. We, if you have these kind of things that you got from, from school, from society, we need a brainwash by the uh, water in the word. You know, uh, Ephesians chapter uh, uh, 5. Am I right? Uh, uh, that's right. You know, uh, to be uh, uh, sanctified by the washing of the word. Um, you see, by we, we need the word. We need the, the God's word 
to to wash away these worldly uh, thoughts. We, we're not in that realm, sisters, and don't try to get into that realm. Uh, sorry to say today, these things are just force-fed into our young people from a young age. Um, let's come back to the pure word of God. You know, you know, all this is to pit male against female and female against male, to make them enemies of each other, to make them hate one another, each other. I mean, God's, the revelation in the Bible and God's purpose in making a man and a woman is exactly the opposite. He's not, God didn't make woman so that man can have an enemy. It doesn't even make sense. It's illogical. Or, or, or the other way. You know, after God took the rip, you know, you, you know the story and made a woman and this proof in the apostles teaching that woman came from man. Please don't argue with me. You go argue with God, okay, if you want to. Don't argue with me. I'm just speaking the word of God. You know, after uh, uh, God uh, uh, made, uh, 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 in in God, let let me see here. Uh, Sorry, I'm maybe again belaboring these things, but sisters, uh, since I have a, this little chance to talk to you, I, I might as well uh, um, uh, uh, not waste the opportunity here. So, so, so uh, God says, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a uh, helper as his counterpart. And so later on, he says, Adam, you know, he he paraded the animals in front of, of uh, Adam, and he couldn't. And it says Adam could not find an, a, help, a helper among the animals, nor a counterpart. And that's when uh, God um, uh, caused a deep sleep to uh, upon Adam, and he slept, and then he took the rib and he built a woman, and, and, and so forth. So uh, pay attention to these two words, helper and counterpart. These are lovely words, sisters. Please don't think man is a monster, okay? Uh, yes, man is not perfect. There's bad man all around. But don't, don't think this way, all right? Uh, uh, the male is inherently evil or something like that. No, God's... God's Act in 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 his creation, he 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 made man out of the dust of the ground in his image and so on, but he made a woman in a particular way. He took a, he didn't use the 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 clay and the, the uh, from the ground to make you know Adam means red earth means clay, but the woman is not that. Woman didn't come from clay. Woman came from the ribs of a man. And for what purpose? There's a purpose here. It's not just, uh, well, you know, 
he's kind of lonely. You know, man is kind of lonely. Well, he is lonely. He was lonely. But I will make him a helper and counterpart. I love this. Helper and counterpart. Don't think about, you know, don't pit the man and the woman against each other. Think complement. C-O-M-P-L-E-M-E-N-T. Think complement. The man and the woman are to complement each other. What does that mean, complement? That means something that fills up, something that completes. There's something here, but it's incomplete. And it has even the, 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 the meaning of making something better. You have something here, but it's just not com- incomplete, and it is not as good as it should be. So you, 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 you bring in a, something that is complementary. You bring in something that will complete this part and make it better, uh, and even to make it perfect. Woman is a complement to man. That means man is incomplete by himself. Man is not as good and useful as he should be by himself. Man is not perfect by himself. He needs a complement. And the word uh, here is 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 uh, counterpart. Counterpart. You know what what is the word? What does counterpart means? It means some. It is. Uh, Mutually completing parts. Okay, so there's two, 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 two parts here. Neither are complete, but you put together, it's complete. So it's like a a watermelon cut in half, right? One half is always one half, but you need the other half to put it together to make a whole. Think that way. Think complement. Think help. You know the old, old, old English word "helpmeet," helpmeet, or think counterpart. It's to complete. I tell you, man is incomplete without woman. He's just incomplete. He's not as good as he should be. But when there is a woman, there is a female to be his helper, to compliment, uh, to be his counterpart, there is a compliment there. And together, together, they then can fulfill not only their uh, human responsibility to, for procreation, for reproduction, and, and for uh, the, uh, the um, uh, multiplication of the of the uh, human beings for God's expression, right, uh, in a human sense, but in a divine sense, in a divine sense, uh, becoming a real uh, a picture uh, of what? Of the real man and woman in this universe, the real husband and wife, and that would be what? the triune God and the tripartite man of Christ and his church. Now, now there you have it. Christ and the church, what a compliment. 
So the church should be is we are here to complement Christ. Well, you say, well, does that mean Christ is not perfect? Christ need to be better. Christ is not complete. In a sense, he is, but in another sense, he is not. He needs a wife. He needs a counterpart. He needs help. He needs the other half. So. When you think this way, dear sisters, you'll be saved from a lot of this kind of worldly uh, uh, thinking, worldly thought, worldly philosophy. We are in a different sphere. We're in a divine and mystical realm, dear sisters. I hope I hope even this little speaking is a help to all of us. Even as we go through this outline, think this way. Don't think, don't think. Oh, the brother, so like this. Oh, the sisters should do that. Like they are two different things, two different camps, and they are at odds with one another. No, 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 no. It's they need one another. They complement one another so that, as a unit, they can serve the Lord. Okay. So here, the sisters should not assume headship, but leave the decisions to the brothers. So that will be explained. The service is quite precious when the sisters do not assume to be the head or take the lead, but rather than being passive, are still persistent with the brothers. Now, so I, I, I presume that you all have covered some of the earlier lessons, and there are quite a few lessons concerning this matter of uh, the headship. God's ordained headship in this universe, and particularly in the relationship between the brothers and the sisters, the man and the woman, the husband and the wife, and so on. That you would, there's an order that God has ordained that is not. Uh, um, uh, you cannot overthrow that order. You can. It's indisputable. It is God ordained. We all learn to say Amen to that. All right. So I trust that you have some, received some kind of speaking or help in that regard. All right. This matter of headship is very, very, very important. Today, I tell you, with all the present philosophies, it is in the end a direct attack on the throne. A- attack. Of God, the attack of God's order and the attack of authority. This is what is going on. This is all to promote lawlessness in society. And look at the society today. That's what it has become. To bring divisions. In society, divisions in marriages, divisions between man and woman, all this is against God's economy, sisters. All right, now here it says, sisters do not take the lead. They are not. They should not assume headship, but they sh- neither should they be passive. It says they should be persistent with the brothers. Whoa! How about that, sisters? 
Now let's see what that means. One, in the church, yeah, you will see what that means. This is why you, we need to re, read this outline with a renewed mind. Uh, um, in the church, there are two kinds of situations that are not good. Uh, firstly, in some churches, the sisters don't do anything because they think that the brothers should take the lead and do what needs to be done. That is not proper. Okay? But then in some other churches, the sisters think that because they have been asked to serve, they should be given full authority to decide everything. They should be the boss. Both are wrong. Both are the extremes. Sisters, you are not here to do nothing and just be deferential and the brothers will do everything. We are just, we're just here to amen and, 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 and follow. Uh, let, them, let them do it all wrong. Or if you think, well, if you ask us to serve, leave us alone. <laughs> Tell me when do you want the project done and we'll get it to you. No, both are wrong. Both are wrong. These are all worldly thinking. All right? Here it says the most precious and valuable situation involves sisters who can actively undertake the task but have no opinion of their own. Now, let me tell you, sisters, this is an impossible thing to do in your natural life. <laughs> Not just sisters, brothers the same. To be active, to do something, yet not offer your opinions. Now, who can do that? No one, right? You know, I was thinking today that that case about Lazarus, you know, the one who died. In, in fact, uh, Martha and Mary's uh, brother, right? Uh, if you re read the, the, uh, the, uh, the life studies of the, of the interpretation of that story, it was just absolutely marvelous how it exposes everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion. Martha has an opinion. Mary, even spiritual Mary, had her own opinion. Uh, the Jews had their opinion, and the disciples had their opinion. Only two persons who didn't have opinion, the Lord Jesus and the dead guy. Uh, the point is, um, we all opinionated by, by, by in our fallen nature. If you don't have opinion, you must be dead. So, 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 so we all have opinion. However, that is the old creation. In the church life, the new creation, we have to at least learn to not be opinionated. We may have suggestions, we may fellowship, we may have feeling, in, in, in you can even say certain opinions, but be very, very careful in voicing that, in how do you present that, in not imposing that, in not insisting that. Active, yes. Serving, yes. Laboring, yes. Doing things, yes. 
but you don't have that many, that many opinions. Oh, I tell you, talk about a precious and valuable situation in a local church. This is precious. This is valuable. I think the best word to use it, this is a sweet picture of a local church. Not easy. But when a church has this, I tell you, it's just beautiful. So many serving, sisters serving, but yet they are not, you know what I mean. (laughs) Okay, B, today we truly need sisters who do not replace the brothers in the headship, for sure. Don't even try. You will only incur something not so good. Just, Just don't do that. But who also do not expect the brothers to head up everything in a proper way. What what does this mean? Uh, We will see, okay? We will see. One, even if the brothers are slow in taking the lead in some matters, the sisters should be promoting these matters to the brothers so that they will pick up the burden and take the lead. This happens, and and, and, and quite often, and that is the brothers, they're just a bit slow, they're a bit sluggish, Uh, they, they, they wait around, and 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 uh, burdens and and matters uh, kind of are are, are um, fell by the wayside or are stuck, you know, and not necessary things and needy things to take care of in the church life. Uh, it's just uh, uh, not advancing, not moving. So so the sisters uh, who pick up the burden, who see this need. They should promote. Brother Lee used the word promote. Promote doesn't mean you go out there and sell it to everybody. You you go there and you kind of uh, 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 um, try to get your votes and get get the church to vote for you uh, against the elders. No, no, no. That's not what it means to promote. To promote means you fellowship. You remind uh, the brothers of this, these matters, these important matters, okay? Um, so that the brothers would pick up the burden and take the lead in a more timely manner. I can tell you I'm on the receiving end a lot in the church life and even in the work. There would be certain sisters. These are not, these are usually more mature uh, sisters that are, for the Lord, and they love uh, um, uh, the Lord's servants. They 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 serve and so on. So they're not naturally opinionated kind, but they do have certain feeling based on their experiences and learning uh, to say something to me. Uh, so oftentimes privately, with a proper spirit, with a proper uh, tone in a proper way, and you just know that this is something considered. This is something thoughtful. This is something that is not trivial. This is something actually important, and I take it that way, even if it's from the sisters. Uh, 
it's not good to 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 just brush the sisters aside and say you don't know anything. That's that's not the the right attitude a brother should have, right? And when and oftentimes uh, when these kind of a uh, concern or, or um, and so forth that is brought to me, and after consideration and fellowship, it became very clear that. This is true. This is real. The need is there. We need to do something about it. And that becomes a help. By ourselves, the brothers, we don't have the full sight. We don't have all the insight. We're not with all the saints. We're not even with the sisters. We don't know what the sisters are thinking. But when these are properly brought up or promoted, yeah, then it helps the brothers to pick up the burden for certain things and to take the lead in certain things. You see, sisters, compliment, help, okay? This is not sisters against brothers, brothers against sisters. That's wrong. Each have their own position and role, but they work together. Two, although the sisters should never assume the headship or take the lead, they should never give up on the brothers or give them reason for rest. <laughs> How about this? You know, somewhat like in uh, Isaiah, uh, the, even God say, uh, I have set watchmen on the wall uh, who will uh, 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 pray day and night and not give me rest. How about that? God actually wants someone to remind him. Even God needs reminder. He said, go ahead and remind me. Don't give me rest. Until we make Jerusalem a praise on the earth. So sometimes you need to bug a little bit. You you shouldn't just give up on the brothers. Forget about them. But... Again, sisters, I say, in a what? Proper way. That's where the word is again. In a proper way. Even if the brothers are unhappy because of the sisters' persistent pressure, well, I think husbands know what we're talking about here. The sisters should not be bothered by the brothers. Instead, the sisters should be able to diffuse the brothers' displeasure and clear the air you know there's a lot of uh, uh, tact t-a-c-t a lot of skills you, we all know in our human relationship right uh, sometimes you need to be a little bit more forthright a little bit more aggressive there are other times you shouldn't be in the right environment in the right situation in the right way at the right time all of this right um just just do your part do your part right um i i have no examples to give to you but the lot these things happen a lot in the in the in the church life <clears throat> um you know we all need to learn the skill to make something pleasant 
make a situation pleasant. Some of us don't know, don't have that skill. So uh, you just run up against a brick wall in everything. Now, sisters, I'm not talking about playing politics, am I? I'm not talking about here, you know, skillful in a dubious way. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I am talking about what? Having the, the, the approach, the way, right? To handle a situation, to talk to the brothers about certain situation and needs. For the sisters who can do this are like worthy women, whom King Lemuel spoke of in Proverbs 31, a woman who is able to build up her household. Um, you read also some of the, the sister uh, in the beginning also read all that in Judges 4, 4 through 10. I don't have the time, but we did have last year, I think, some conference where I think it was Brother Ricky Acosta who gave a message on Deborah. A very, very dear message, if you recall, sisters. A wonderful message about Deborah, very, very capable woman, a prop- prophetess. But, you know, today I was reading, reading the story about the, the, this, the, this Deborah. I like that. Deborah was a prophetess, and then it doesn't end there. The wife of Lepidoth. Yes, she's a prophetess. Yes, she is, she is very, very capable. But she has a husband. She's a wife. I like that. That completes her bio, you know, her description. She, she was a judge for 40 years. 40 years, a woman judge. But she is the wife of a husband. And if you go back to that message or what Brother Lee spoke uh, in the life study of judges, you will really, really appreciate this, uh, this particular worthy woman. You know, here it says, Although Deborah was a very capable person, she was very submissive. Is it possible to be both capable and submissive? Yes. Here's a picture. Here's a picture. God made her the leader. Yes, she kept the proper order and took Barak as her, or Barak as her covering. When this excellent, extraordinary woman took the lead to practice the female submission to man, the entire country of Israel came into an excellent order, assuming the proper position before Jehovah. Very, very inspiring to me. Very inspiring. Someone that is used by God to be a judge. Yet, she kept the order by what? By being covered all the time, this Barak here, the man. 
and together, together, they fought the enemies and they won the battle and they kept Israel safe for 40 years. You should read the song of Deborah and Barak in in, uh, in chapter 5 of Judges. Now, sisters, the, the point is this. When there is this complementary relationship, working relationship between the brothers and the sisters, I tell you, the profit, the benefit will go to the church. The church will be blessed. The church will be at peace. The church will be strong to defeat Satan. Uh, just beautiful. Beautiful. The Lord ordains the brothers to be the head, but he does not always make them clear as to what needs to be done. In contrast, the Lord does not ordain the sisters to be the head, but he often makes them clear. In this case, Deborah knew what to do. Barak did not. He said, uh, 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 because the, the, the Lord told him uh, to go forth and, and, and fight and to find um, 10,000 men from the tribe of Zebulon, uh, Zebulun and also the tribe of Naphtali and, and go now to, to, to fight with this um, um, pagan general and, and, and so forth and so on. So he, she was directing that, and Barak was there fighting, uh, according to this this kind of a speaking, and won the battle. So, but in the end, she stayed under the men, uh, took her position, but yet also carry out her particular function. Barak was not clear. She was clear. But the fact that she was clear, she did not assume authority. She still stayed under the covering of Barak. And Jehovah God had his way. All right. The brothers learned that even though they are the head, they need the discernment of the sisters. Indeed, in many things, sisters' discernment is greater than the brothers. However, the sisters may be clear in their discernment, keen in their sense, and quick in their realization. But when it comes to judging a situation and making a decision, they are often confused. This is truly marvelous. <laughs> well, you say, this is, this is not true. I, I'm Sisters are not confused. The brothers are confused. <laughs> this is not marvelous. Uh, well, sisters, that's what I say. Please, okay? Uh, exercise your renewed mind and a pure spirit uh, to receive this word. In, um, in, it's true. It's true. Sometimes even a dumb brother has, has very clear decision-making ability. A dumb brother. <laughs> it's quite interesting. Uh, you have a very intelligent and smart sister, but 
couldn't 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 judge a situation properly. It's just how it is. In certain matters, the brothers may be slow and unclear, but when they make a decision, the decision is almost almost always correct. Not always, but almost always correct. <laughs> Why? Because there's something in God ordination. I don't believe this stuff. Well, whether you believe it or not, that's how God does things. Four, in sensing things and in seeing things through and understanding things, the brothers are often not as good as the sisters. That is true. That is true. However, when it comes to making decisions, the sisters should not be depended upon. We all must learn this lesson. This is a very important lesson. And a very good, good, good lesson to learn. <clears throat> Sister, you just defer the decision to the brothers. Otherwise, you share what you know, what you see, what you understand. All, all with a pure and proper heart and love for the church and the saints. Okay, two, in the church life, the brothers should be willing to receive the sins of the sisters. Now I'm going to talk to the brothers, even though there's only a few in the meeting, I'm going to talk to them. <laughs> in all the churches, the sisters need to bear the responsibility to fellowship with the brothers, because there are things that the brothers may have not seen. And so it happens a lot, it happens a lot, especially in a bigger church, there's just so many things. I don't know what's going on with the sisters, what's going on with the children, what's going on with some certain family situation, what's going on. But, but the sisters are there. They know. They see. B, in God's creation, the sisters are finer, keener, and deeper in their sense. The brothers cannot compare to them in this. I absolutely say amen to this. That's how God made the female. That's just, the, that's just how it is. I just go there and say, hey, it all looks pretty good. Hallelujah. <laughs> then, then the sister will say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Look at that, that, that situation and this situation. Oh, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. Hence, the brothers should quickly receive the sense of the sisters and encourage the sisters to exercise their sense. The more the sense of the sisters is exercised in the church, the better. I say again, sisters. Now, now let, me, let me add this word to the sisters. Sense is one thing. Imagination is another. Okay? The problem with sisters are easily... They fall into a certain kind of uh, imagination or stipulation, uh, you know, something that is not so serious. They make it so serious uh, uh, and, and, and something that didn't happen. They, by the time they finished talking, it happened <laughs> this morning, you know, um, so, so, so there's a lot of, uh, and also, uh, sisters, sorry, and brothers too. Another thing is suspicion. It's very easy to have suspicion. 
oh, that sister look at me this way the second time in a week. <laughs> well, he, she just happened to see that flower out the window where next to where you're sitting. And both times you're sitting there and she appreciate the flower. <laughs> but you say, oh, she got a problem with me. And I know it. I know it. If this is confirmed, that that is totally your suspicion. Don't give in to your suspicion, your imagination, your stipulation in that kind of a way. All right? This will cloud your judgment. All right? Um, confuse your, 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 your judgment, uh, discernment. Okay. All right. Uh, the sister should not act independently. Very important. Very important. Don't stick your head out. This is what happened to Eve. The fall of man began with a woman claiming independence from the husband. He didn't use that word. She didn't use that word, but that's what she did. She answered and responded to the snake, to the serpent, without checking with the husband. If she had checked with the husband, you know, almost every time the husband may be right. So they would, might have been saved. But no, she didn't check. She didn't ask. She just went ahead and respond to the serpent. And the rest is the tragic history of the fall. This is serious, sisters. You know, you're covering the tree of life. The principle of the tree of life is the principle of dependence. To depend on the Lord and not act independently. And sisters, in this case, in, your, in relation to the brothers. When it is time for a judgment or decision, the sisters should... Uh, uh, stand back and allow the brothers to exercise their judgment. Absolutely. You just stand back and let the brothers make the judgment. E, if the brothers are slow to make a decision, the sisters can be persistent, applying positive pressure so that the brothers can make a decision. Eventually, the decisions made by the brothers will have a beneficial outcome. F, this way also protects and shields the sisters. Sisters, you need protection. You need shielded. You need covering. There are unspeakable and countless benefits in taking this way. What way? The way of brothers and sisters complementing. The way of brothers and sisters working together. The sisters should come together to pray and fellowship to seek the Lord's leading as to how to present to the brothers their feeling concerning the needs in the church life. As the sisters, quote, quote, push the brothers, the sisters should remember that they are sisters. I told you in, in the church life and even in the work, this happens. This happens. And brothers, we should not be proud. We should not, you know, um, 
be chauvinistic, okay? We should not be like that. We should not be like this. Um, the sisters have a lot to offer, a lot to offer. H, the sisters should not do anything that the brothers have not decided on and agreed upon. Everything should pass through the sisters, okay? This is very clear, the principle. At last, I, sisters, should readily fellowship their feeling about a matter with the brothers, but then they should let the brothers make the decision. This is the secret of my work. This is witnessly talking. I'm very receptive to sisters' sense, but I let the brothers make the decision always. Always. Don't open that door. This is not good for both the sisters and the brothers. Okay, finally, three, such sisters who are good wives and loving mothers in the church are a great blessing to the church. You see, good wives, this touches family life, marital life as well, and loving mothers in the church. Mothers not only of their own children, yesterday we talked about that, but of the saints, the young, the new the needy or weak saints. Great blessing to the church. A, some sisters do a very good job of serving their family at home. They know how to be wise at home, how to lead and strengthen the family, and how to put positive pressure on their husbands. Yeah. Yeah. Good wife. Good wife. But be wise, right? Be wise. This is a great thing. Today, I tell you, everything is to break up the family, the nuclear family. Everything is to tear apart marriages. This is more than a trend, more than a trend in society worldwide, worldwide. I used to think, oh, the Chinese, they, they, they're, they're not like this. We are Confucian disciples. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, the modern Chinese woman, they're all like this. They think like this. For a long time, the family has been under attack. And for a longer time, the marriages have been under attack. Because both marriage and family are for the church, are for God's purpose. I have two outlines. Maybe at the right time, I can give the messages to you. One is the proper, no, a holy marriage for God's purpose. The second one, a godly family, of godly family for the church life. Two outlines, very concise, but very, very marvelous. The first time I gave it, I gave it in Spain, in, in Spain, in Malaga, Spain. These two things are under attack. Even us in the, in the church life may not be uh, uh, immune. We have to fight back. Not fight one another, but fight back at the attack of God's enemy. 
the, the marriage and the family. It's the same principle. If the sisters love the Lord and love the church as much as they love their families, they will be able to conduct themselves properly in the church and bear responsibilities just as they do in their own homes. This will be a great help to the church for sure. They love their families, their, their own families, and they love God's family, the church, and they conduct themselves in both regards. In the church, as in their home, in the home, as in the church. This will be a great, great help to the church. You cannot have a strong church without strong marriages and strong families. It's impossible. Church life, I mean, church life. See, the church is a home, and it needs this kind of service. It needs a group of sisters who are good wives and loving mothers and who know how to bear responsibilities and yet not assume the position of the head. Today, the whole feministic movement is gone amok, just, just all the way to the extreme. They want the woman to be the head and thereby, thereby attacking God's ordained God's ordination in his creation, bringing about in society confusion, lawlessness, and, and, and so many other things. The sisters should be sisters. The brothers should be brothers. But both need one another to fulfill God's purpose. D, sisters who function in this way can bear much responsibility, be entrusted with many things, and be very active in presenting their feeling to the elders. But they will not harm the church in any way. Today, in the churches, we need such sisters. I have been through, or some of us have been through, turmoil in the church life here in the U.S., in Southern California. Especially there was a huge one back in the late 80s and the early 90s. I was in Anaheim, the church in Anaheim, serving there. I'll tell you that much of what saved that situation were not just the brothers, some faithful brothers but many faithful sisters, faithful sisters. They couldn't say much. They couldn't do much. You know what they did? They did the most important thing, and that is they prayed. And they stand steadfast, steadfast with the ministry of the Lord that was under blatant attack, blatant attack. And they strengthened their husbands to stand with the church. They helped the children. It was a very dark time, very dark time, very immensely difficult time. Sisters, I think, I think this uh, speaking is quite enough for today. Um, 
please promise me if I can ask you to sign a paper, I will, but I cannot do that. <laughs> that is promise me not to misunderstand these words and not to go out and talk about these things with your kind of misunderstanding. Um, but understand these things properly, right? Um, I, I pray the Lord um, would, would help you all and uh, be with you all and strengthen you all, dear sisters, old and young, in the coming days and years, that you all will be a f- single, singly and, and, and collectively would be a contributor to a rich and harmonious and uh, vital, vital, um, strong church life for his namesake. Uh, I stop here. Amen.